0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include loan officer referrals, my interview with Rob Chrisman on the latest in capital markets, and why the latest inflation readings sparked recession fears. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award winning developer of mobile first technology for the modern mortgage lender. CompensAFE is the only incentive compensation management platform designed for mortgage lenders. CompensAFE replaces chaotic manual compensation processes with orderly automation that calculates incentive compensation when a loan closes and funds. To learn more about CompensAFE, visit simplenexus.com. Real estate agents love it when loan officers give them referrals. That's not always easy, so you could Give them a book instead on becoming a productive and well-respected real estate agent. LOs know that working with real estate agents is a numbers game. You know, how many loan officers contact a listing agent when a property goes on the market to ask for a referral? Did you know that on any given day, there are about 61,000 people in airplanes above the United States? I mention this because Heathrow Airport in London is taking the unconventional step of capping the daily number of passengers at 100,000 per day for the rest of the summer. Heathrow was handling 110,000 to 125,000 departing passengers a day, but the airport's seen a dip in the ability to correctly manage resources and function. Since June, airlines flying out of Heathrow have canceled 559 flights within seven days of departure, up 299% from the same period in 2019. Reminds me of the days in 2020 when lenders would ratchet their pricing higher to slow their business. Ah, those were the days. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back onto the show, Rob Chrisman. It's always funny to me when people come on to interview with me and they're like, oh, I listen to your podcast all the time. And then they proceed to call me Rob. He's Rob. I'm Robbie. He started this whole thing and uh, I'm just out here riding coattails, you know? What's going on in capital markets every day? It seems like a... Tug of war between uh, inflation concerns and recession concerns. And that's created a lot of volatility recently.
1: It has created volatility, although the entire market is putting up with that same volatility. So interest rates are going to do what they're going to do, and volatility is going to do what it's going to do. The question is what are capital markets people doing? other than dealing with rates and volatility. And what I'm seeing is a lot of concern with best efforts versus mandatory spread volatility, which is a big hurdle, especially for smaller companies. The lenders who have not reserved enough capital sufficient capital reserves are being scrutinized by warehouse banks and broker dealers and correspondent investors because those entities like to see retained earnings and income and income has been up and down this year as you know because of the market and because of the volatility so there's concern there the private label securitization that was all the rage and all the discussion from last year has really quieted down. In fact, June, I believe, saw the lowest issuance in a couple of years. And so that is being watched pretty carefully by capital market staff. The, uh, the market is one thing, but companies continue to try to roll out new products or additional products to try to help every borrower that they can. So products such as renovation, down payment assistance programs, community land trusts, housing finance authorities, AKA bond programs, and manufactured housing are all being given a a good hard look by many lenders out there. And then finally, on the, the agency side of things, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac continue to have a focus on first-time home buyers and affordable housing and probably less of a focus on non-owner and second home lending although the fees from non-owner and second home lending are used partially to subsidize the the other programs by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac but I think we'll continue to see agency changes going forward as we move through 2022.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about new products because that's been front of mind here for a couple months in, in order to boost origination volumes. How are capital market staff figuring out how to price these properly? How are they figuring out how to hedge these things properly? I know hedging arms is uh, something you've discussed before, but it seems like an art rather than a science. Can uh, you talk about how they're, they're coping with these challenges?
1: most of these products are not being hedged by capital market staff the technology isn't quite there and so what happens is the risk of these rate locks is passed on to the ultimate investor obviously in the in the case of down payment assistance programs and some of the bond programs those are those aren't really hedged per se but the non-QM products and the ARM products, those tend to be sold on a best efforts basis directly to either portfolio investors or the the non-QM pass-through companies who in turn will have a takeout on the other side with a uh, pension fund or insurance company or somebody who's interested in non-QM programs. So lenders will try to pass the risk of these on they'll try to try to lock in the original margin and then pass the hedging risk on to the the end investor and therefore limit the lender's risk
0: i've attended a couple webinars recently where the message has kind of been hey these market cycles happen and we'll pass you know we're, we're used to this in the industry and that that's not necessarily the most uplifting piece of advice when we're hearing about layoffs and things of that nature from a lot of originators. If you were consulting companies, what would you tell them beyond, hey, just weather the storm?
1: Right now, lenders are trying to stay ahead of the curve in terms of cost cutting versus versus volume. It's hard to cut costs fast enough Uh, in this environment. And sure, anybody who's been in this business for any length of time has seen cycles come and go. But this is a pretty dramatic cycle. And it's hard if you're a lender to sit there and think, oh, you know, we're coming up on a recession and recession uh you know a recession typically means lower long-term rates well some some companies can't wait that long to just sit and wait and so what they are having to do is, is continue to cut costs and unfortunately lay people off just earlier this week loan depot came out with a plan for you know staying staying alive which it's pretty drastic and then they'll be undergoing quite a few cut up, uh, cutbacks but i don't think loan depot is any different than many other lenders who are having to deal with the same thing it is just cut 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 and try to become as efficient as possible and hopefully through the use of technology many of these lenders can scale up and scale down without adding personnel or decreasing personnel because that's a You know, that's that's a cost in itself, uh, hiring people and training them and then unfortunately having to lay them off. So lenders continue to look to technology as ways of leveraging their current workforce.
0: Thank you for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Western Secondary here in about 10 days. It'll be a good conference. Are there any that aren't good conferences?
1: (laughs) No comment.
0: You don't have to name names.
1: Yeah, you know, the Western Secondary. I've been going to the Western Secondary for many, many years, and it's, uh, it's you know those are my people, my brethren. And so you get to know folks, and and different different conferences have different personalities. Each one is uh, is fun in its own way, and a good a good reason for people to get together and see each other and talk shop.
0: You know, I don't know where my people are. They keep saying young people are going to come into the industry, but I've been the youngest person at these conferences for 10 years now.
1: Trust me, it's happening. Hope so. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.
0: We saw the yield curve flatten yesterday, which indicates growth concerns after the release of another hotter than expected inflation report. The June CPI report showed a 1.3% month-over-month increase, which lifted the year-over-year rate to 9.1%, a level not seen since late 1981. Core CPI was also hotter than expected on a month-over-month basis, prompting renewed speculation about a more aggressive rate hike path from the Fed. The Fed funds futures market is pricing in a 75% implied likelihood of a 100-basis-point rate hike, while Atlanta Fed President Bostich said that everything is in play when asked about the potential for a 100-basis-point increase. Remember, the more aggressively the Fed hikes rates, the more growth concerns come into play. Although an inverted yield curve does not cause a recession, there is a correlation between it and the possibility of an economic downturn. Why? An inverted yield curve describes the unusual drop of yields on longer term debt below yields on short term debt and the same credit quality. Usually, the yield curve slopes upward, reflecting the fact that holders of longer term debt have taken on more risk. An inverted yield curve is unusual. It reflects bond investors' expectations for a decline in longer-term interest rates, typically associated with recessions. Separately, the Fed's June Beige Book described overall economic expansion since May as modest, with several districts reporting signs of a slowdown and growing fears of a recession in a few other districts. The Beige Book showed that consumer spending moderated while auto sales remained weak due to low inventories. Hospitality and tourism saw healthy activity while manufacturing was mixed. Employment rose at a modest to moderate pace, and wages continued growing in most districts. Substantial price increases were reported across the board. Today's economic calendar contains another dose of inflation updates, this time on the wholesale side with the June PPI. Also out will be weekly jobless claims, Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey, and Treasury announcing the auction sizes for next week's reopened 20-year bonds and new 10-year tips auctions. One Fed speaker is currently scheduled, Board Governor Waller. Bank earnings also get underway today with JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley reporting. The desk will purchase up to $529 million of Gini 2, MBS 4% through 5%, the last on the current schedule before releasing a new purchase schedule as well as reinvestment estimate in the afternoon. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Inflation is everywhere. A gorilla walks into a bar and, to the amazement of the bartender, orders a martini. When the bartender gives the gorilla the martini, he's further surprised to see that the ape is holding a $20 bill. The bartender takes a $20 bill, then he decides to see just how smart the gorilla is. So he hands the gorilla $1 of change. The gorilla quietly sips the martini until the bartender breaks the silence. We don't get too many apes in here, he says. The gorilla replies, at $19 a drink, I'm not surprised. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the home ownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end to end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus and Encino Company, visit SimpleNexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at RobChristman.com. Visit robchristman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.